Hey everybody, welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing. On today's show, Disney reimagines the simple cake with augmented reality. It's so cool. God, I wish I was young. eBay gets all grown up and stuff. Plus, our resource of the week, our funding news, and Joe Walker, founder of Osmot, sits down with a C for a good chat. All this, plus a whole bunch more, coming up right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 99. We're recording this live between Asif and myself on Sunday, October 14th, late at night. My name, of course, Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv, doing this live from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And with me, as always, my partner in crime, Asif Khan from the Location-Based Marketing Association. And again, you can find us at the LBMA on the .com or the Twitter. Yes, welcome Asif, episode number 99. Jam-packed, man. You know, uh, I, this was not a restful weekend for either of us, um, but uh, still, kicking back. I watched my Yankees suffer their second defeat, lost Derek Jeter in the 12th inning of last night's game, and then got destroyed tonight. I'm a little downtrodden, a little bit disenchanted, disheartened. So I might be a little feisty for a change in this episode. Be ready. For a change? Okay, all right. Be ready. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, so listen, you uh, you spent the weekend in Hamilton, didn't you? At I did. Your just, business uh, is now conference. What should be just down the road from Toronto. Um, uh, unfortunately, left in, uh, in in the height of rush hour from to get there. And... Uh, Took three hours, but anyhow, um, got there. Great event uh, this weekend, uh, uh, Friday nights and all day uh, yesterday. Um, Your business is now is is the name of the conference. Uh, a gathering of some of the movers and shakers, small business owners, uh, independents uh, that are doing a lot of things, trying to put Hamilton on the map. Actually, as far as uh, mobile and location uh, based stuff. You know, there's actually some some really cool startups. There's a, a company, um, Hamilton. Apparently, this was news to me, not being from there. Um, has their own version of Dragon's Den called Lion's Den, and uh, one of the winners, um, or, or one of one of the companies who, who won some money off of the show, is a new location-based startup company called Nearvu. Uh, and so I met those guys, and uh, looking forward to uh, um, you know getting uh, getting more acquainted with them, and maybe maybe we'll see them on the show one of these days. So, Nearvu. There you go. Like a good uh, English French combination right there. Near vu. I like it. Near vu. Near vu. So, uh, what, a lot of uh, small businesses there, um, and you were, as you said, the location based um, you know, uh, portion of this. How did, it, uh, how did it go over? It went very well. I mean, a very enthusiastic audience, you know, hungry for information. Uh, you know, we, we talked location. We had Amber uh, MacArthur there talking about, you know, mobile and social stuff. We had. You know, SEO discussions. You know, we, we were talking about all sorts of things around how to help these businesses kind of, you know, uh, leverage the, the latest and greatest of what's going on out there. So, uh, you know, a very receptive audience. So I, I was I was happy to be part of it. Did you Did you help them? Of course. <laughs> no, of course. No. <laughs> I have to ask that question. Anyhow. All right. So, uh, and that was this. And, and you've got some uh, location based marketing uh, association events that are coming up. Uh, two of them: one in Toronto, one in or Toronto, one in New York. Yeah, that's a, a big slip there. One in New York and, and one in Montreal. What are these? Uh, like, I, I'm interested in the one in, in New York on aug augmented reality, but what's the one in uh, Montreal? 
Yes, so the Montreal event, it's uh, October the 24th, so uh, just around the corner. Um, and basically, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, how to apply location-based marketing strategies for the holidays. So if you're a retailer, your brand, you, you know, you're thinking about the, you know, the Christmas season just around the corner, you know, what are some of the things that you could be doing to kind of optimize, uh, you know, your business and, and, and leverage some of the tools out there. So very focused on sort of you know, the holidays and, and, and how to take advantage of that. Um, so that's that's the event there. And then the, um, uh, the the other event that you're alluding to, November the 27th um, in New York um, on augmented reality, the keynote speaker is uh, Vivian Rosenthal, who's uh, the founder of Gold Run, a phenomenal uh, company doing lots of work with H&M and Airwalk and uh, Kool-Aid and all kinds of great companies. So. Um, yeah, so I think I think both are going to be great events. We have other events as well. Uh, I'm skipping over. We're doing a, the official launch of the LBMA in Singapore, November the fifth. Um, so I'll be over there for that. Um, really looking forward to that. We have lots of great activity going on in that market, and we'll be talking about sort of the Asian market a little bit today uh, with some of the stories. And then way off in the distance, uh, another LBMA event in the first week of December is our launch in Atlanta. Uh, uh, sponsored by Coke, so it's going to be awesome. Busy, busy. Uh, great season ahead. Holy cow. Uh, you know what? The event in Montreal, I'm not really willing to think yet that it is a holiday season, right? I'm not really willing. I'm not uh, uh, physically, mentally, I'm not there yet. I, I'm not heading towards Christmas, you know? We yeah, I think uh, as consumers, I definitely don't want to think about it yet, but, uh, you know, I, I know every retailer is on top of it right now, so. Yeah, well, they, I guess they have to be. But I, I don't want to be a part of it. I just don't. You know, it, you know. It's like as soon as the Halloween stuff comes down, the Christmas stuff goes up. It's crazy, you know. And I'm not ready for it. But uh, I guess it's inevitable. And that's just because I'm Canadian and uh, in Ottawa, and the winters are always a little bit more difficult every year I age. I should go to somewhere that is dry and warm and hot. <laughs> well, it sounds busy. Right. So, you know, it just sounds like the show as well. This is a uh, another one of these shows where there are some uh, great diversity of stories that you've been able to pull up here. We've got stories from, um, well, let's talk about this, uh, Malaysia. We've got uh, New Zealand. We've got some uh, American stories. We've got some interesting funding stories from Japan. We've got a great resource of the week. We've got our, our guest product of the week. Uh, it's Joseph Walker, who's the founder of Osmot. This is a good show, so why don't we get this kicked off? Absolutely. And as you age, Rob, as you age, one of the things that you do, you know, is you have you know, birthday cake, right? Oh, and you know what? And, and potentially this next, this this first story we're going to talk about could be part of your future, Rob. My kids would love this. Their birthday is October 23rd. They are turning six. If they had this right now, I would race out and buy it. It would probably cost me $10,000. But uh, boy, it's better than a Game Boy, right? Or a Nintendo DS. This is our first story. Disney, what are they doing? They're pat they've got a patent around augmented reality on cakes. My God. You got to love it. It's Disney. Um, I love it. Yeah, I mean, Disney's Disney. I mean, they're always trying to push the boundaries and do something a little bit different. Um, and so, yeah, they, they basically filed a patent on a couple different methods of adding augmented reality and projection kind of technology on top of cakes. So the idea here is is one of them you have this, you know, cake topper sitting on top of a, of a of a of a cake and built into that cake topper is a is a small projector and basically, you know, it, it can you know put images on top of that and then using augmented reality technology you can see video clips, slideshows of photos being displayed. You can flip with your, you know, with your hand in the air and 
and, and, and kind of, you know, advance through, you know, virtual storybooks. Uh, they're talking about accessories being uh, layered on top of this, like, you know, you wave some fairy dust on top of the cake with a, you know, special uh, accessory magic wand and, you know, all kinds of things will appear above the cake. I love it. I mean, this is, this is like, you know, you know, just, you know, taking the dream, you know, one step further, you know, that, you know, that magical, wonderful world of Disney. I um, am blown away by this. Completely blown away. Can you imagine one of the one of the examples that they cited in here is that you can basically watch a tree grow or watch grass grow on top of your cake, and you can paint on this, and you can it's a canvas, and it's and it tells stories, and you can be interactive with it. I mean, this is this is something like why would I even want to eat the cake? <laughs> I hear you. And then they said that it's not only for cake; they can do this on uh, other types of food. And I'm like, oh my God, I love this. I love this. This would be fanciful and fun, and if they could do it in an affordable way, I am 100% behind this. It changes it changes the experience of the birthday, and uh, and really, yeah. I might actually allow my kids to have cake. Now, you see, now where this is really going to work, this is going to work for the for the wedding cakes because oh. you, you know nobody really wants to eat wedding cake anyways, right? So why not turn it into an experience? Well, you think about that. You know, an augmented reality, you know, instead of having the PowerPoint presentations, it's like an yeah. ongoing augmented reality of your lives together at that point. Or cake. That is pretty cool. Well, Disney, got to hand it to you, uh, just creating the magic and allowing it to, uh, to bring it at home. And I can only imagine that one of these huge, um, I'll pull it up here, one of these huge uh, um, setups that they were talking about is, Work if I can find it here. Yeah, like it's like a video projector that d descends down from over top, and and it tells a great story. And I think that this is one of those. They said in the article that I read that they're going to be keeping that for you, you know because it's hooked up to a computer and it's complicated. They're going to be keeping that for maybe Disney theme parks where you have a birthday at Disney theme parks, and and yeah. you know basically your entire cake comes to life and adds to that magic, which is Disney, which is so cool. God. Steve, we are too old for this, but man, I wish I was born now so that we could accept this and we could start using these technologies. You know, when I'm six, or, when I was six or seven, I mean, I, um, yeah, my, my 12th birthday, uh, my grandmother um, bought me a, um, a, a Snow White cake. <laughs> so I had a picture, you know, 10 guys, 12 years old, that influential point in your life, you know, it's like, like burgeoning manhood, you're moving into that stage, it's like your voice is starting to drop, and down comes this cake with your mother and your entire family snickering and laughing hysterically, and uh, you basically in front of your friends, your best buds, opening up a Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs cake from your, from your grandmother. It's uh, traumatic. So maybe, maybe I, I would like to do that again without that, so... Disney, <laughs> augmented reality cakes. All right. All right. Uh, too much information. Our second story here. Uh, this is a story from. Uh, this is a New Zealand um, company called Tuhura uh, that they launched, and uh, this is fascinating to me because I love living history, and this is why I think that you and I both love broadcaster and companies like that, where it's basically uh, you know living history, a story being told while you're walking past it or listening to it, and this is just an extension of that, but for tourism. I like this. Yeah, I really like this. Um, again, this is from New Zealand. Uh, it's called Tuhura. Uh, Tuhura is a Maori word that means discover. Um, so the native uh, Indians there in, in New Zealand, um, you know, speak Maori, and that's so that's where the the name comes from. Um, it, a couple things I like about this. I mean, like you, I love you know these sort of bringing history to life, you know, bringing uh, you know the environment around you to life. Um, 
but what I love about this is not only is it location-based, you know, leveraging GPS technology to kind of present relevant content in context uh, where you are, it's HTML5 powered. So there's no app uh, in the traditional sense here. Um, you know that we're used to with Foursquare and things like that. It, it's it's driving to HTML5 powered mobile website, uh, serving up you know cultural, historic video content uh, based on where you are right now. And so that apparently there's over 200 video clips in here already. Um, you know lots and lots of great content. Um, and, and so they gave the examples that they gave were you know you're in Auckland, um, you know at the America's Cup, and you know they present information you know around. You know the history of that location and and you know things to do with that with that event in the past and so on, you know. And then you're in uh, the Otago region, uh, in the middle of the wilderness, and and they're talking to you stuff about you know the rail trail, which is another thing over there. Um, you know, it's it's about again, it's about presenting information uh, in context. Uh, you know, when when it makes sense, and, you know, and kind of bringing that world alive. I love it. Yeah, so do I. And, and the one that I really, I was just trying to find the example um, about the, the very first illegal um, bungee jump off of the bridge where you could see the actual yeah. footage from that uh, when you're standing on the bridge and, you know, that started the bungee jumping craze. And I think that that, you know, anytime you can grab that kind of history or it's, you know, I'm so fascinated by the way cities used to look. Right, and how much of uh, of the architecture is from those times? So the the ability to to see video, little ninety second clips of video of how it was fifty years ago or seventy five years ago, um, and pictures, and I think that 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 kind of augments the experience. And and boy, boy, oh boy, when uh, when you're you're a history buff and you're you're trying to really understand the culture of a country or a city, this this kind of stuff is really where the power of mobile comes into play, and I love I love this. And and uh, kudos to Tahura, and maybe we'll start to see this across other cities, major cities, because it would be fascinating to see this inside of New York City, right? And see the history of oh, New yeah. York, um, or even San Francisco. And then when you start to think about developing nations or, or or countries with longer histories than North America, like India, to see you, you know the the history that unfolds in front of you with this kind of technology. I would love it. I'm not sure how they make money. It's got to come from the tourism board, but I would love that. I would eat that up. And boy, it's living history because you can use this while you're while you're at the location, or you can use this just as a tour guide, right? Uh, you can sit somewhere and just watch all the video clips and and get a good understanding of of the city and the country. And God, I love that. What happens when you when you're jumping from the stratosphere though, like Bumber? <laughs> That's right. We haven't even talked about that. Yeah, hey, you know. Red Bull, I mean, I mean what, what an amazing thing there. I mean, I know that's not part of our agenda no. uh, today, but uh, I mean. But the joke I heard man. was, you know, everybody's checked in at 35,000 feet in, in airplanes, right? And, um, but uh, this guy at 127,000 feet in the air, I wonder if he, he actually, um, if he was able to, to check in from the stratosphere. Yeah. I think Foursquare missed a big opportunity, don't you? I do, I do. Well, you know what? I, it's touch and go, right? Like, um you saw, I followed this on Twitter and I was watching it on my, uh, I was at an, an event this afternoon and I was watching on, on my iPhone as as it was happening and it was, you know, one of the coolest things ever. I'm watching a guy jump out of, you know, out of a, a hot air balloon from 127,000 feet on my iPhone and uh, complaining that the quality isn't great, right? And this is where we are. It's a first world problem. Um, but it could have gone so wrong. Right? It just could have gone so wrong. Yeah. It could have been a landmark for a different reason, right? It could have just been like a, a you know a twenty foot divot in the middle of the Mojave Desert, but but uh, you know pretty remarkable. There was that one part. I don't know if you watched it. And he, you know right when he um, he basically uh, you know he was going 
you know, in, in Canada. He was going about 1,150 kilometers an hour as he was plummeting towards the earth in this free fall. And you started to see him spinning out of control. And, uh, and then once he hit, uh, once he hit a, a stronger gravitational pull, it actually steadied off and he, and he started to steady back down. And I thought, oh, my God. This guy is like um, uh, the w first words that came out of his mouth were basically uh, garbled, and uh, but it was fascinating. I still don't understand why he did it, and I'm not sure what the value of spending five years of your life doing that is. But man, alive! What a what an experience! And uh, you know, if it captures the imagination for some kid out there who's going to be a scientist as a result of this, then he's done his job. I, I'm not sure the first thing that he wants when he when he when he was finished though is a Red Bull. <laughs> no, it's not. I think. <laughs> I just, you know, I just, I just wonder what he does tomorrow. Like he's been, he's been I'm working kidding. towards I'm this for kidding. five Anyhow, years. All right, back, back, back to, uh, to the news. All right, here. we'll uh, jump into our third story. story. I don't know how we got that Tahura. Uh, and if you're interested in that, uh, you know, the only place I can find it is if you do a search for Tahura. That's T-U-H-U-R-A and uh, Tahura app, and you will find more information about them. All right, a third story, which is not Baumgartner, is Perk. This company, Perk. Uh, which we've talked about, and, and I like, uh, I like the concept of Perk, uh, is going to Malaysia. Now, um, uh, talk about this. Um, first of all, refresh everybody's mind, memory about what Perk is, and then we're going to talk about wh why Malaysia. You know, Perk is, uh, first of all, U.S.-based, uh, location-based uh, deal uh, app. Um, you know, coupons, discounts in restaurants, um, you know, targeting... You know the restaurant industry in particular. It's iPhone and Android. Um, the the angle that Perk plays, you know, sort sort of you know, kind of comparing it to Groupon or something like that is is that you know you still get your kind of twenty to fifty percent discount uh, off of the bill, uh, but you don't have to buy any. You don't have to purchase a coupon or anything like that. Um, and so they're they're trying to play this angle of. You know, people buy all that stuff, and there's all these unused coupons, and so they're trying to, you know, fight that battle of, you know, get your discount, you know, help restaurants, get people in there at off-peak hours, um, and and basically just drive them in, uh, you know, from this location-based deal app. So that's kind of what the angle that they come at it from. Um, you know, why are they going into Malaysia? Yeah. Really knows, but you know, my 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 thoughts on it, as I said to you earlier, were, you know, re really for me, this is about the the deal space in in the U.S. in particular is just completely jammed with players. Um, you know, there's just way too much of this going on. Uh, companies are failing left, right, and center. Those that are still standing are being bought by Living Social and Groupon. Um, and Perk's basically saying, look, you know, we got a good offering here. We got a good solution. Uh, there's a, too much uh, too much uh, competitive battleground uh, going on over here. Let's go to other markets where there's less. And you know Malaysia is probably one of those. They say they're going into Singapore right after this because it's also English speaking. So, yeah, I mean that was my only question: is why? I mean the U.S. is such a big place. If you're already based in there and you've already got the funding for that, and uh, why Malaysia? So maybe you're right. Maybe they they looked at instead of just saying, listen, you know, we'll do a survey of of where people might be interested in this. They're doing a survey of what, what is an underserved market, and maybe Malaysia is yep. that. They said that Malaysia yeah. has a as a hopping uh, restaurant industry and uh, and it's very competitive in the restaurant space. So anything that a restaurant can do to generate more activity, especially yeah. in downtime, I think is is worthwhile. But that was my only question: is seems seems real seems good, seems smart, but why Malaysia? Maybe that's why the U.S. is too packed. 
Hey, you know what? I've got to I've got to think that there's and you said it. There's a lot of acquisitions, a lot of companies that are failing. I got to think that there's a shakeup that happens here. So maybe that they establish themselves a little bit more in Malaysia, Singapore, and and Asia, and then when all of the all the dust settles in the U.S. and in Canada, when all these services kind of either merge together or disappear, you know, mm -hmm. maybe that's when they come back in in on mass in uh, inside of the United States. Who knows? But Perk goes to Malaysia. If you're interested in that, just go to Perk, P-I-R-Q dot com dot M-Y. P-I-R-Q dot com dot M-Y. Perk. Perk. I like it. I like the idea. Uh, fourth story. We might spend a little bit of time on this just simply because it is eBay, and eBay had quite a week last week. Uh, yeah. You know what? This company has, uh, you called it, over a year ago, you called it, has emerged as obviously one of the largest e-commerce players uh, on the planet. And I think that they're finally, as you say, putting these pieces together to be that company that you thought from the get-go that they could be. And this is just one of those things that, that they're, that they're going to be moving into this uh, local deals place and competing with Coupon and Amazon and you name it. Um, but that's where this story starts. But it's so much larger just than competing with with Groupon, isn't it? Yeah. So, so I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that they're that they've done in the last month. Uh, new logo, redesign their website. Um, you know, new app uh, called eBay Now. Uh, you know, don't love the name around that to be honest with you, because it's like you know, can't we come up with something different? I mean, we all get, already got Groupon now. Like at least at least you know, have a slightly different. Anyways. Um, so new website, new app, uh, new logo. Um, away you go. The big thing that they've announced here recently, other you know, I'll get to the deals piece in a second, is um, same day delivery. Yes. So, so now they're going right after Amazon. They're going after all these guys. You know, the idea is is here. You know, you you're shopping. You know, you're you're doing your online shopping, and you order your product, and you get it right away, same day online. You know, to to your to your home, right now. I, I mean. Awesome, right? I mean, who doesn't want that, right? You know, as they say, just find what you want, click it, and then you know, and then you click bring it. They call it bring it, and I'm like, <laughs> this is this is incredible, right? Like yeah. this this is yeah. uh, you know, there's a quote here from um, uh, on the new eBay website from the uh, who is he? Pardon me. Uh, eBay president uh, David Weinig. I'm going to read this uh, very quickly here as we go through. Uh, not the whole uh, the whole story, but the begin the just the end, the last paragraph of this, um, and you can find it on eBayInkBlog.com. It's the first story. It says the future of commerce is mobile. It's increasingly multi-channel via any connected screen. Consumers want to move seamlessly across devices through any shopping environment: a laptop, a phone, a tablet, or a TV. A store window, kiosk, or fitting room, a shopkeeper, or sales associate who knows who you are and what you want. This is how consumers uh, will connect to the things they need and love. Not online or offline, just shopping anytime, anywhere. This is the future of commerce. Welcome to the new eBay. And uh, uh, wow, like transformation that has happened. Yeah, no, I mean, they get it. I mean, like I said, you know, they're putting all the tools together. They understand the vision. They're spending a lot of time understanding the mind of the consumer shopper, right? I mean, and that's what, I mean, every time I see something come out from these guys, they, 
first of all, they don't rush into anything, right? They spend a lot of time doing a lot of research and figuring out, you know, you know that path to purchase and how the consumer, you know, works, you know, and, and they're addressing it. it with each one of these things. It, it's 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 another piece of the puzzle, you know. And then the other part that that I hadn't talked about yet is so they announced this thing called lifestyle deals, eBay lifestyle deals. This is their competitive piece against Groupon. Um, so this is all about you know you know you know purchasing deals. It's it's just like Groupon. It's limited run so far. They're only in uh, the Bay Area, Los Angeles, and Washington D.C. at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean they're going right after it. It's the same as you know Google offers, Amazon Local, Groupon. I mean they get it. You know they want to play in all aspects of this business. Yeah, they are. They have uh, shied so far away. They're so far away from their auction routes that it is crazy um, and they're into marketplaces they're into mobile they're into all of these things that that really do position this company as a company that you know is is dominant I think that they are right now they're kicking Amazon's ass uh, in a lot of these things but these are two behemoths and eBay really man I you, when they start firing on all cylinders it's uh, and that's what I think that they're doing you've waited a year I see for them to be able to put these pieces together they've been slowly kind of building them like, like Lego this is the first piece of that, and and uh, but for me, I, I think just like you, that that home delivery piece is the missing link in a lot of these services, and and certainly Amazon is trying, trying, trying to do this, and and I believe that uh, that they'll get it right. I think that eBay is doing it right, maybe not across the nation, but in certain yeah. sec in certain um, large urban populated areas I think that this is this is going to be something that we're going to start to see as normal now yeah and just one last comment not 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 anything new coming out of eBay but maybe tying into the next story that we're about to talk about is remember eBay also has uh, a technology called buy with eBay uh, that is a TV technology so so basically you can be watching TV and if you see a product that is available in the eBay marketplace you can click a button and uh, and basically, you know, buy that thing while you're watching TV. You know, like so you're, you're watching your Yankees, and you know, Ibanez, uh, you know, is up to bat, and you see his jersey, and and his jersey's up on the eBay marketplace, and you can click a button and buy it right from there. But can I sell um, my? Can I sell? I'll send it to you in the same day. Can I sell my A Rod jersey at the same time? <laughs> like is that that would be okay, right? If I could put it up on an auction. There you go. Um, anyhow, um, so so yeah. I mean, it's a company that just gets it. Love it. Yeah, e eBay. Boys. Yeah, very impressed with what these guys are doing, and uh, and and you know, it's hard. It's hard to shed your legacy, right? It's hard to shed the thing that got you where you were, where you and and you have to be able to do that in order to extend. And I think that this is a perfect example of a company that is pivoting and pivoting hard and getting it and getting it all right at the same time who knows some of the some of the uh, acquisitions that they've done may not pan out but the ones that we're starting to see right now that have been you know kind of sitting inside of ebay for quite some time and finding a place have have emerged with this with this brand new e ebay the largest e-commerce company i think on the planet it's pretty pretty impressive ebay Competing with Groupon, but a whole lot more if you want to check it out go to ebay.com as you know or ebay inc com and you will find a, a brand new eBay. If you haven't gone and visited them, do it. You might be surprised. They understand. There you go. All right, our fifth story and last story: C uh, Vibes uh, launching this social TV dashboard. We know this industry is hot, but uh, talk about what these guys are doing and how is this any different from anything else that's out there right now? I just don't. I don't. 
this fits into a into a vast majority of companies' offerings, it seems, that, that there's just a whole bunch of people chasing each other doing the same thing. Am I wrong here? Yeah, I mean, social TV is, is one of the hottest things right now, you know, on the planet as far as, you know, technologies within the marketing ecosystem are concerned. So C-Vibes, Montreal-based, uh, you know, TV dashboard, basically trying to be the Nielsen of social for TV. Um, and, and so the idea here is, is they built this measurement platform, this dashboard um, that uh, puts all the feedback around, you know, shows uh, uh, that are being watched, you know, conversations around those shows, you know, measuring the social engagement and the discussion around those shows. Um, yes, there's a lot of people in this industry. Um, you know, what I like about C Vibes is, is that they didn't just go and build something because they felt like it was a hot thing and they, and they wanted to go do it. They worked with the, you know, the, again, this is a Montreal company, so they worked with the four major television networks in Canada and a bunch of the media agencies and, and tried to develop a platform in partnership with them that worked for them. Um, and these, these are smart guys. When we launched the LBMA in Montreal, you know, a few months ago, and, and now we got this next event coming up that I, I talked about at the top of the show. Um, these guys uh, were there. Uh, Laurent uh, Maisonave, uh, the CEO, uh, was there. You know, we had a good chat, uh, he and I. And, and so these are smart people. They get it. Um, and while it's a, you know, it's a uh, becoming a uh, congested space, I think, uh, in a hot market. What I love that they, they they you know kind of collaborated with the networks and 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 built this uh, in in partnership. This stuff has to be measured. It absolutely has to be measured. And I think that that's where this this really the benefit of this comes in. And if there's anything that we've learned just even from today watching uh, this Stratus Red Bull deal, where you know basically it was streamed on YouTube and eight million people watched it. Eight million people around the world watch it. That is an audience that cannot be ignored. And I think that, you know, if you were to do it through traditional television, which it was on traditional television, you would you would have just missed out on these eight million people. The challenge that I have with a lot of these things, the second screen concept, is that I'm pulling up my iPad while I'm watching television. I'm being completely distracted from the actual show that is in front of me. So what I see right now are these networks trying to fight for the second screen when really what they should be doing is protecting the first screen. They should protecting, be protecting that hour or that half an hour that, that the show is on their screen and then they should, they should do things around it but not detract from it. Uh, you know what I love about these, I love about these, these, uh, these networks that think, you know what, okay, we're going to put the show. So we, we spent millions and millions and millions of dollars on licensing these shows. We got advertisers coming out there. And what, what are we going to do? Okay, at the same time, we're going to offer something on an iPad that's going to complement this. And what we want, uh, want our viewers to do is split their time between the big screen, the television, and the second screen, which is the iPad, the app that, we, that we've created. So uh, this is where I get a little confused is that yeah. Why split the audience at the same time? You want them dedicated to your advertisers, and if you don't, you're kind of going to piss your advertisers off. So I, I don't get this. So, so, so I completely agree with what you're saying. You know, from 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 the network or the broadcaster's yeah. perspective, I, I think they should be focusing on that first screen and, and not trying to split the audience. But this, you know, to get back to the story, the C Vibes platform isn't about that. It's not about you know one or the other. What all they're trying to do is give the networks. A dashboard that, that aggregates all of the discussion and content that is happening, whether, whether they're choosing like to, yeah. to to make that discussion happen or not, is is a whole different you know, different topic. Yeah. But 
you know, the reality is, is people are out there on Get Blue checking into shows. You know, they're talking about it on Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. And, and all, all CVibes is doing is saying, okay, we're going to gather all that information from all the different inputs out there. And we're going to put it all in a dashboard and give it to you. So as a network, at least you have it all in one place. It's, I still agree with you. Yeah. As a network, you know, I want people focused on the TV show, you know, and not doing the other stuff. I don't spend a lot of time doing second screen stuff while I'm watching TV. I watch TV. Yeah, well, uh, uh, and I watch the commercials, by the nice. way. Nice. Uh, you know, I like those. But anyhow, um, you know, as far as dashboards are concerned, I'm kind of aggregating the stuff and putting it in one place. This is no different in some respects than what Venue Labs and Moment yeah. Feed and all those other guys are doing around the other stuff. It's just that this is around TV. So there you go. Well, I, I, yeah, and, and I there there is a difference here, but but you know, fo folks focusing on 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 the second screen instead of the first screen, yeah, I just it's a tough it's a tough thing for me to to accept. And, I, and you know the way that I look at what is a popular television show, honest to goodness, you know how I uh, how I decide how how well a show is doing or how a, how show a show is not doing or what I should watch, is uh, go to the piratebay.se. And look at the top television shows for download and the amount of cedars yeah. and the amount of leechers. And you are going to understand what the top shows are because they mimic what everybody's watching in real life. And that is where you should be getting your information about what you should be watching. That is the, 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 uh, you know, the biggest compliment, I would say, for any show if, it has the, the, if it's a number one show on the Pirate Bay. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Yeah. All right. C Vibes, uh, if you're interested, just go to cvibes.com, S-E-E-V-I-B-E-S.com, and you will find some more information. And apparently The X Factor is the number one show in Canada. And then Dancing with the Stars is way behind it. And uh, certainly in sports, it's NASCAR and Formula One, and then TMZ and South Park and iCarly. I don't know how they do this, but um, there are those shows. So go to uh, cvibes.com. Those are the five stories. Great stories. Six, if you include your business is now conference in Hamilton that Asif and Amber Mac read. Uh, my, my favorite story, by far, Disney augmented reality cakes. My second favorite story, by far, is the transformation that has happened with eBay. What are yours? Did we miss anything this week? Reach out. You can scream at Asif, Asif at the LBMA.com, or reach out at untether at uh, gmail.com. And we will post your story if there is one that you have that you need to publicize. We'd appreciate it if you would reach out and let us know. So, uh, and, and you know, there's never a shortage of good stories out there. You know, but please, please send them along. You know, I love going through this stuff. I love kind of taking it all in, kind of figuring out what's next. I got a great uh, already a couple of great stories for next week. Can't wait to talk about them. We love talking about this. Nice, stuff. nice. All right, so you, Asif, speaking of great stories, you sat down, uh, you had an opportunity to sit down with a guy by the name of uh, Joseph Walker. He's the founder of Ozmot, and you, you got to sit down with him. How, how was this? What is Ozmot? Let's talk about this before. Let's set this up. Yeah, I mean, Ozmot is a uh, loyalty location-based, uh, you know, um, shopping or uh, mobile offer uh, app. Uh, focused on loyalty. What's interesting about it, and I'm sure you, you will hear about this in the interview uh, shortly, but you know, this is all about not just getting great offers based on your location and finding stuff around you, but actually rewarding people for redeeming those offers and earning, you know, sort of a you know a loyalty piece or, or uh, 
you know, a, a rewards program that they, they call pips uh, built into this. And then you can use those pips to unlock uh, uh, or purchase uh, luxury items that you ordinarily couldn't afford to buy. So, so it's an interesting uh, solution that they put around here. Um, and here it is from the man himself, Joe Walker. Well, it's that time again where uh, we get to bring on a special guest onto, uh, onto the show. And this week, it's one of our newest members at the uh, Location-Based Marketing Association, Osmot. And uh, we're very pleased today to have Joe Walker, the uh, co-founder and COO of Osmot LLC. Joe, welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's great. It's great to have you on, especially when we get these, uh, you know, these new members on the show. It's it's always fun because uh, you kind of bring a, a new perspective on on uh, on where the industry is going. Uh, you know, having kind of not been in it for the last uh, you know three or four years, like some right. of us. But uh, <laughs> we're so not jaded yet. So yeah, so that's kind of fun. So why don't we start things off uh, the way we always do? I mean, tell tell our audience, uh, those listening uh, only or and those watching as, as well. Um, you know, who is Osmot LLC? What are you guys all about? Okay. Uh, Osmot is a patent pending mobile shopping platform for uh, iPhone and Android that uh, fulfills three user needs whenever you're out shopping using a mobile device to shop, which is to sh uh, save money on things you're looking for, uh, to share, which is when you find a great deal, you want to share it with friends and family very quickly and uh, to indulge, which means once in a while you can purchase something you normally can't afford. And we've taken these three desires and built uh, this application to specifically uh, address them in the simplest, form, uh, simplest uh, way we can manage. Uh, right. now, so, now, now you guys are you're based in, in Traverse City, Michigan, is that right? Correct, yes. Excellent. And is that, uh, is that a new up-and-coming uh, hotbed of, uh, of startups in, in this space? or? Uh, I would like it to be. Uh, like we're in northern, northern Michigan, pretty much. You're putting it on the map, is that it? Yeah, I want to put it in the map. It's a beautiful place to live. I grew up here, and uh, part of the, the fun of starting my own company is I could base it anywhere. Uh, so I'm, I'm basing it here, and uh, my goal is is to try and uh, to build a large tech-based company and, and uh, use it as sort of a, a seed to get an industry to grow in this area here. So, so let, let's talk about what you just what you just shared. You, you know, you were talking about shopping, sharing, indulging. You know, you know some of these you know some of these great words that you know resonate well with the consumer. But why did you build Osmo? Was there some uh, problem that you saw in the industry where the existing platforms that had, had been emerging for the last couple of years around location-based mobile offers and, and deal platforms insufficient or you know uh, not doing things in the proper way? Was there a particular issue you were trying to solve? Well, uh, it was two things actually. It was that in terms of uh, looking at the the models of some of the uh, daily deal sites and things out there. It just struck us as very easy to imagine a better way to serve both the customer and the merchant. Um, and then we also combined that with uh, with an idea uh, that was uh, inspired by my use of another uh, product, Foursquare, mm -hmm. uh, where uh, it would be an actual useful tool for the shopper when they're on a shopping expedition. And, and the sort of the, the, the two observations we brought together and wound up being uh, uh, the product. So we were looking to fill a gap in the industry where we felt it was being underserved. And we also looked to create a, sort of a new product uh, in terms of a location-based uh, system. Okay. So, so let's jump to the other side now. I mean, talk to me a little bit about the 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 companies that might sign on to use Osmot, the retailers, restaurant chains, etc. 
that you know might be looking to use a platform like yours to engage consumers how 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 are you helping them as far as you know brand building brand equity you know loyalty uh, you know driving return engagement all those kinds of things um, you know how does the system work to to achieve that well basically uh, when you use the app just a quick walkthrough uh, when you when you bring up the app it locates you using the GPS it will tell you what participating stores are immediately around you and you can look at that store's entry and see all the exclusive discount offers that are available at the store browse use it while you shop when we're ready to check out you would uh, hit the redeem button on that offer and the discount would be applied at the point of sale that shop whenever you redeem an offer that offer is automatically shared with the friends on your friends list within the app no emails no push notifications it's all within the app and it's automatic so uh, your, your friends will fire their apps up and say, oh, hey, uh, I just received this shared offer. Someone bought this. They thought it was great. I can redeem it right now, too, because it's the actual offer. Now, those two actions, redeeming offers and sharing offers with friends, earns you pips, which is our own internal currency. Uh, and you get a pip for each friend. So every time uh, the more friends you have, the more pips you get when you redeem an offer. Uh, the balance of these pips is used to pay for Lux offers, which is a daily deal style, high value, high discount, expensive things, the opportunity to buy something you normally couldn't afford. You use these pips to unlock these kinds of offers, and that's sort of the reward element as well. Uh, so what it provides uh, for the user is a useful tool when you shop, and uh, opportunities, again, to kind of get a prize to a certain extent, plus a drive to collect things. For the retail client, and we generally tend towards larger retail chains with their own outlets. It provides uh, a very powerful real-time marketing channel to the user through location-based services that is uh, with a built-in uh, uh, reward system. It's powered by the user, and it's all working on a commission-based structure so that the uh, there's there's no fee until there's success. And there's very, very little pressure on the margin of the item you're selling, which opens up all sorts of possibilities for different sort of campaigns in terms of what the products are, how long the sales last, where they're going to right. be sold, things like that. Cool. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of capability in there, you know, on both sides, both for the for the consumer user as well as, as the retailer to kind of leverage a platform that can help, uh, help drive... Uh, you know sales, but uh, you know the part I really like about it is is that sort of social magnification element. You you seem to really nail that uh, that aspect of things. So, you know, w uh, well done on that. Um, right. Last thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about kind of the future. Like, you know, if you were to project twelve months out and and look at where retail is going to be in terms of platforms like this, you know, how do you see Osmot fitting in this, or or you know, in in, in general, the industry evolving around that? Well. Brick and mortar is never going to go away, no matter what happens with the internet. People love to shop in real life. They always will. So uh, couple that with the fact that every company out there, whether or not they want to, has to have an e-commerce presence, because that's what's expected of them by the consumer. Uh, there's going to have to be sort of an integration of the real-world shopping experience with the virtual web-based shopping experience. And the way you can bridge that gap is to use the mobile technology, essentially. And uh, in addition to mobile payment efforts, the mobile discount or the digitalization of coupons, 
is going to be really the, the media that drives that sort of thing. And that's where we kind of, we see ourselves fitting in. Uh, Osmot, we see ourselves fitting in as a uh, consumer-facing tool for the merchant to bridge the gap between the virtual world and the real world. You know, and as for the user as well, because they communicate with friends in the virtual world, and now this is something that is a real-world base. You know, the rewards you get for using the app, maybe someday down the line, uh, the pips you win for playing a game or something along those lines, begin for real value in the real world. And I think um, in 12 months from now, I think uh, the shape of how this works will be generally decided by if there's any standard or any favorite means of fulfilling uh, point-of-sale integration, whether that be for just coupons or coupons and mobile sale, things like that. Um, that'll be kind of the big in indicator of what direction we're going in terms of what application is going to be in the mind share of the consumer. Um, and I don't know what that is yet. I don't think anyone does. It would be great if we all had crystal balls. Um, well, anyhow, uh, we really uh, appreciate uh, your time today. Uh, again, for, for our listening and viewing audience, uh, we've been uh, very privileged to have with us uh, Joe Walker, COO and co-founder of Osmont LLC. Joe, thanks for joining us on This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Thanks for becoming a part of the uh, Location-Based Marketing Association. We're really glad to have you and uh, look forward to chatting with you again sometime in the future. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks. Cheers. All right. Well, that was uh, Joe, and uh, we really appreciate uh, him coming on the show and sharing with us uh, his passion and, uh, and, and Osmot. So, uh, so thanks for that. Um, all right. Let's get on to, uh, to some funding. Funding and you know money. Wow! Not only that, three funding, uh, three fundings, no acquisitions. That's a rarity for us, right? It is. All right. The first story we got is is a company called called Free Spee. Free Spee. It's exactly as it Spee S P E E. Uh, these guys do uh, click to call analytics, right? And they've raised a little bit yep. of money. That's right. Yep. So they raised uh, three point three million euro. Uh, it's about $4.3 million uh, for those that are uh, tracking the exchange. Uh, most of that's coming from a group called Sunstore Capital. Uh, they've raised in total 5.2 million euro, so uh, these guys have some cash behind them. Uh, click to call uh, advertising and analytics. Uh, they're based in London. Uh, they've got operations in a bunch of uh, European uh, places, Berlin, Copenhagen, Helsinki, so these guys are all over the place. Um, you know, and click to call is uh, you know it, I, I think it's still a growing uh, business. I mean, when we think about local and we think about location-based marketing and search uh, um, and how all that uh, evolves, you know, that ability to find something and connect with that business right away, um, you know, from from a mobile ad or, or from a, uh, a a map or a search result uh, makes sense. And and so you know, I I, I com completely understand why people are. Uh, are growing and, and giving money to companies in this space. So there you go, free speed, 3.3 million euro. 3.3 million euro, and you go to free speed, F-R-E-E-S-P-E-E.com if you're interested in finding more information. Second story, I, uh, this is a company that I uh, had a hard time wrapping my head around because their marketing language is very difficult to understand. It's a company called CrowdOptic. They raised $500,000. I think we spent 30 minutes trying to <laughs> decipher exactly what they do. And I think that the, the basis is that it's a shared experience through mobile uh, technology that allows you to see where hotspots are that people are focusing on at that very moment in a venue or in a location. 
that's the best that we can do these guys it's a very interesting technology and if, if that's in fact what it does i'm all for it i think it's a very cool technology and these guys raised half a million dollars yeah absolutely and uh you know there's a guy named joe fisher he's their ceo i'm going to reach out to joe because i think this is a technology you know you know based on our, our our discussion before the show uh you know it, it seems really interesting a lot of big uh, events big branded events they've been doing stuff in metlife stadium with nascar it's the sprint cup you know big huge events uh live events uh as best i can understand it as well is you know, you know you're at an event you hold up your phone it it it, it looks at other people who are holding up their phones and, and gathering photos and video and data and kind of focuses on where most of the phones are pointed. So if you know if you're watching the performer on stage, and all of a sudden some guy is getting body surfed across on the you know far right of the thing, and everybody turned their phone over there, that's where the you know the crowd optic uh, is going to focus and, and start to aggregate content from. So it's about content aggregation, pushing content up into the cloud in one place instead of you posting stuff all over the place. I think. Uh, but let's get Joe Fisher on, uh, Rob, and see what he has to say about well, it. Well, you know, I'm all for that because... Sorry, John Fisher. John Fisher. Oh, I'm all for that because, um, you, you know, my challenge here is that uh, CrowdOptic mobile technology joins fans into live discussions based on where they point their smartphone cameras. And, and uh, you know, I think that in essence, it, it sounds very simple, but I, I don't understand. There's a great there's a great uh, uh, image uh, under the technology banner. If you go to their website, and I'll, and I'll just quickly pull it up here. Uh, where they, they're talking about, uh, you know, I think it's Obama's inauguration speech, and I'll pull it up. And uh, you're not going to be able to see it very well in the screen if you're looking at this on a small screen. But over here on the top right corner, after, under number two, it says, join the discussion. 56 others are viewing this also. Would you like to join the discussion? And my immediate inclination is no, I don't. I don't want to go and speak with 56 people. So I need to understand this technology a little bit more before I can really, really, really dive into it. But it seems pretty cool. And if it is about shared experiences at a venue or an event, not only that, it goes beyond it. If it, it shows what everybody's focusing on at a particular point in time, and then it aggregates all that information, whether it's video, photos, tweets, texts, you know, Facebook, whatever it is, and it puts it into it so that it, it actually remains as a shared experience. I am all for this, man. I think that this would be a very cool technology, but I just, I just don't know because I don't really understand it. It just seems such a simple idea that is put, made too complicated by language, by English. So, yeah, all right. Well, I mean, like I said, let's let's see if we can get John on to uh, to to give it to us in in layman's terms. Please, and if anybody out there understands it a little bit more than what we understand it, or if we've got it right, or if we've got it wrong, please let us know. Crowdoptic.com. It's exactly as it sounds. If you are familiar with it, please reach out on tethergmail.com or see at the at the lbma.com, and we please enlighten us because it, I want to love it. I just don't think I understand it, and that just might be a product of the fact that. I'm not so smart. I wouldn't go there, but anyway. Silence. Nice. But hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. All right, our third and final funding uh, company from Japan, a company called Reti. They raised a little over a million dollars. These guys, at least we understand what Reti does, don't we? <laughs> we do. Uh, <laughs> described as a social gourmet uh, slash restaurant finder site. Uh, 1.2 million coming from Gree Ventures, NTT Investment Partners, and Mitsubishi UFJ Capital, um, and uh, yeah, got about 90,000 people on the platform. 90,000 restaurant entries in here, uh, so it's a little bit of Yelp, a little bit of uh, location-based uh, deal uh, stuff, all kind of rolled together. Um, there's a bunch of the gourmet uh, 
uh, review sites already in Japan, Hot Pepper and Guru Navi. Um, and so they're kind of like combining all that stuff and putting it all in one place. So there you go, 1.2 million. If you're in Japan and you're listening to us, let us know. We want to know. Are you using Ready? Tell us about it. Yeah, they don't have a uh, they don't have an app yet. They don't. This is a web. This is a, a website, mobile web. Yeah, and I, I gather that that's probably a good idea that the they've raised a little bit of money to build an app. I think that that's pretty important, especially when it comes to these kinds of things. But you know, uh, this is. Um, we see this in North America all the time, tying into your social graph through Facebook and getting friends recommended, uh, friend recommended restaurants, and you know it, it's it's very common. Here, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Okay, now if, if you're still listening, folks, here's an idea. Perk, go to Japan. Partner with Ready. Take their data, combine all their reviews, all that stuff with your deal platform. You want to go to new markets? There you go. Yeah, there's one ready Done. for you. Just solved it for you. It's 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 ready. It's ready for you. So if you're interested in that, just go to ready.me, R-E-T-T-Y dot me. They raised $1.2 million out of, and they're in Japan. This is great. So we've got a totally international funding, uh, you know, three funding stories. Europe, uh, we've got the, the United States, and then we've got Japan. So great job. Let's see if those are the funding news. If your story is not in there, if you raise some money, if you manage to bring some bucks in from somebody else's pocket, you should reach out and let us know. We will post it here, right in there, in our funding stories. We'll draw attention to it. We might make a little fun, but that's okay. It's not meant to hurt. It's meant to help. And we do that every once in a while with some people. So reach out on tether at gmail.com or receive at the lbma.com. And of course, if you used any of these services, if you're familiar with any of these services, and if you've used CrowdOptic and you understand it, please let us know how to, what it means. Thanks. Yeah, you know, and on that note, you know, I wanted to, um, you know, I shared with you earlier in the week, Rob, uh, this little email we got from a, a listener, and I'm not, I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to embarrass them or even, the, even the company. But uh, a while ago, we covered a product on this show, uh, you know, yeah, a, a new app that was out there, and, and we, we, you know, we, we, we slammed it. We said we didn't get it. Uh, we were, we weren't, you know, very positive about it at all. And um, you know, we never heard anything back. And then all of a sudden, this week, I get a note from this guy, and all it said was it was on Twitter, very short message. It says, "Hey, love your podcast. Y'all rightly trashed my product wow. last summer. We're listening, pivoting. Stay tuned. Come on. I mean, we love it. Uh, you know, and, and that and that's the thing. Like you know, w the one thing that you'll get from Rob and I is we just tell it like." We see it, and um, you know, and sometimes it, sometimes we're we're completely wrong, yep. but hopefully, hopefully, more of the time we're you know we're bang on and uh, you know uh, and helping anyways. So we appreciate that. Thanks for the uh, for the feedback. See, we do it because we love, right? We do it because we don't want yeah. to see any failure in this industry. We want to build this industry up. So if there's anything that we can do, if anything that we say, like we're, I mean, I'm wrong more often than I'm right, but when when we are right. We know we're right, and we know we can help. So, you know, the, the criticism that we put forward is not meant as a personal criticism. It's like, listen, let's let's all start pushing this industry in the right direction. Let's all start innovating a little bit deeper in this industry. Let's not all just piggyback on what everybody else is doing. And I think that that's that's the big lesson that we learned here. And you know, if if there's any value in this, we we'd appreciate hearing because boy, oh boy, oh boy. 
we love this space. It's the only reason we do this. We just love it. We want to make sure that it succeeds. And you guys in business succeed as well. That's it. There's, there's no ulterior motive here. There's nothing. We're not getting paid to do this. You're not getting paid to listen. We are not, certainly not getting paid to do this. And, yeah. and you're not getting paid to listen to this. But you know what? If you maybe sometimes if you take a little bit of the advice or a little bit of the criticism in the right way, it the advice can pay and listening can pay you in the outcome. So hopefully that happens to more than one of you. We'd appreciate hearing from you. Thanks. Thanks, anonymous user. Yes. yes. All right, we're, we're, we're this close to being finished. We're this close to you being back at the office or wherever you are going, home from the gym. We're here to tell you about this resource of the week, which is uh, this click-to-call, click-to-map driving commerce report. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't, I'm not going to say a lot about it. You know, we'll put up the link to the article. It's a mobile, mobile commerce daily article, driving commerce with click-to-call and click-to-map uh, mobile ads. Um, you know, I think the only comment I want to make about this is whether it's click-to-call or click-to-map, you know, both of these things are, are absolutely needed, useful. Uh, you know, we talked about the funding for, uh, for uh, Feespree, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, just do it. If you're a brand out there, you know, be, you got to be doing click-to-call. you got to be doing click-to-map. This is where, you know, the ad dollars need to be going right now as far as, you know, driving traffic to your location. Yes. So, you know, good article that kind of you know, lays out the, you know, the basics of, of, of those technologies. Uh, but it's not it's not one or the other. Just do both. Exactly. It is. It is yes. The answer is yes to this. The answer is yes to this. If and and regardless, it doesn't matter if you want people to come to your place or not, if you're a restaurant or not, or if you're a retail location or not. Uh, you know, we we've often talking about we've often talked about the the uh, the first thing that people should see in a mobile website or a mobile version of your website, and that is typically a way to get to your place of business because they are using it from a mobile device. And if it's not that, it's a way to communicate with you. So, hey, <laughs> click the call and click the map. Yes, please. Yes, please, just do it. Uh, take, take that advice, just do it. If you haven't done it yet, which is a staggering amount of people out there, small businesses. I don't know what you found at the at the Your Business Is Now conference, but but our, what I told you when I was in Thunder Bay doing this uh, session, we're, we're not quite there yet. Zero percent of the people that were watching this or in the audience actually had a mobile version of their website doing something like click-to-call or click-to-map, right? I don't know what it was like. Did yeah, you get sure. a sense of that from uh, from Hamilton? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very much the same. I mean, it's uh, you, you know, I just don't think there's enough of the Vic going on yet, um, and I think I think we just need to be doing more, especially click to call. Um, you know, for for me, that's such a simple thing. If you're appearing in search results, if you're doing SEO, if you're optimizing, whatever you're doing, you know, create simple ways for people to connect with Please. you, to, to find you, to, to engage your business. Like, come on, yeah. it, it's not this is not rocket science, people. No, yeah, you, you know, but there's context is so important here and it's mentioned in the article and uh, I'll give you just a, a, a quick example of this is that uh, my local newspaper here um, has a, a, a mobile app obviously and an iPad app and all the other apps as usual and and in in the middle of this um, iPhone app um, it had this restaurant which was a pizzeria down in the Byward Market which is a very um, touristy place and when you clicked on it it did a click to call campaign so Picture yourself. It's like eight thirty in the morning. Uh, you're you're scanning through your iPhone and all the stories, the top stories, and then there's this you know ad for a, a pizzeria that you might be interested in. You click it and it's a click to call campaign. That is a yep. fail, right? Don't do that. 
because it's not in context. 8.30 in the morning, the restaurant isn't even open, and it's probably not the first interaction that you want to have with that thing. So if, for example, and, and, and they're not a takeout restaurant, right? So yeah. th there's a whole bunch of context that you have to keep in mind when you're doing this. If your restaurant is not open at 8.30 in the morning, don't do a click the call, right? Until 11 and be very specific about these things. And then if you're not a pizzeria that does takeout, maybe there's a different way that you want to do this. If you want to add, just add the word reservation in into your ad or something like that. So, you, you know, don't do click the call at three in the morning because that doesn't make any sense, right? No, no, I mean, it, it's absolutely about context, location, time of day, you know, all those things have to be put together. So please just do anyhow, it. Anyhow, there you go. Mobile Commerce Daily. The link is up. Yep. Check it out. Right up there. Please check it out. And that, that's episode number 99 of This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Asif, are you in town this week or are you gallivanting across the country? I am sort of in town. I got a, a quick, uh, quick trip over to Chicago on uh, on uh, Friday, um, doing some uh, some work. Uh, not speaking at an event, doing a doing a bit of a, a workshop for a, a retailer, big retailer, happens to be based in Chicago. That's all I can say. Yeah, there's only a few of those, right? Yeah, only yeah. a few of those. Well, I tell you, uh, the greatest uh, the greatest thing this week for me, Friday night, October nineteenth, Bruce Springsteen, Scotiabank Place. Gonna be in there crying like a little girl. Silence again. <laughs> yeah, know? I don't know. I hope to see some of you guys. It, I hope to see some of you guys out there. If you happen to see me there, you know what? Um, it's okay. I, I embarrass easily, but uh, this is one of it, those things. Let's see how many people are using Crowd Optic there. Yes, please. And just don't take any pictures of me because there will be tears yeah. streaming down my face. Don't focus all your phones on Rob at the same Please time. Please don't. Please don't. Springsteen is on stage. That is it for this episode. Asif will be back next week with episode number... One, zero, zero. One hundred. If you can believe that. You know, and, and I, I keep thinking like it's so significant, but it's not even two years. Like at 104, you know it'll be two years. You know what we need, Rob? We need an augmented reality cake. <laughs> That's right. If anyone, <laughs> somebody send it to us, please. Disney, if you're listening. Anyhow, I'm kidding. Augmented reality cake. It has been a pleasure bringing you 99 episodes. Let's see if I can't wait to finish off our 100th next week. And until then, have a safe week, safe trip to Chicago. And for those of you who are out there listening, watching, wherever you are, thank you guys. 99 times over. Really appreciate you guys spending time with us. Seif, have a safe week, man. Yeah, you too. See everybody. Cheers.